Hoffman City Church. I hope you guys are doing good today. I welcome you into the sanctuary by faith here at City Church, and thank you for inviting us into your home. I believe today is going to be an amazing day. I've got my Facebook opened up right here. Hey, Angie, glad you guys are watching. Wynette, everybody's online. Lori, Tanya, it's good to see you guys. Hey, I believe that today is going to be an amazing day. And so I just want wherever you're watching to just sit back and let God speak to you. God is turning things and God is changing things in our culture and with everything that's been going on. And I just want us to continue to pray and that God would give us wisdom as we continue to move forward in this thing. And hopefully not long from now, we're going to be getting back to normal. I'm going to not be sitting here speaking to a bunch of empty chairs, but I'm going to be speaking into your life, and I'll be able to see your smiling faces. And so we're praying and we're believing uh, that that day is going to happen. And uh, so, uh, hey, Liz, good to have you online with us. Hi, Courtney. Stacy says hello. Uh, Crystal, it's good to have you with us. Uh, hey, Jerry. Uh, hey, Ron. It's good that you guys are all watching with us. So this is going to be an amazing day today. But here, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray with us as we kind of follow the guidelines of our, our, our federal government and our local government about how we're going to begin to open this nation back up, open the country back up. We need wisdom. And so we're thinking uh, along those lines on this side here at City Church how we're going to do it. Uh, maybe we'll go to, uh, initially, maybe we'll go to two services. Maybe we'll have an RSVP so we'll know who's coming. But we're going to be operating in the wisdom of God as we begin to open everything back up and get our feet back uh, moving in the direction that we were before COVID-19 messed our life up. And we're going to mess it up because we're going to be better than we were whenever we started all this thing. So listen, I'm going to pray. And we're going to just invite the presence of God not only into the sanctuary, but into your heart and into your home, wherever you might be watching from, and just let God speak to you. Let God speak to you today. Make your home a sanctuary for his presence. Do that right now by faith. We're going to go into pre-recorded worship, and then I'm going to come back with a live word for you that God's going to use to speak to all our hearts and our lives. Thank you for joining with us today. And I know, hey, David, good to see you guys online from out from, from West Texas. And uh, we love you guys. We miss you, but we know God's blessing you out there. So let's get ready to pray, and let's just let the Lord do something amazing in our life today. Father, thank you for City Church. Thank you for every person that is watching this live feed. Thank you, Lord, for all those that will watch it in the next days, weeks, maybe even months to come, that you're going to use it. Lord, you've been using these online services, and people have been giving their hearts to the Lord. People have been getting saved through these broadcasts, and I know that you're going to continue to do that. So, Lord, I just speak blessing over this time together. And we may be physically separated from one another, but we are not spiritually. We are spiritually connected because you bridge the gap. So, Lord, we love you, and we just declare that Jesus is Lord over everything that takes place today. And we just give you this time in this service, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord. Well, good morning, City Church. Thank you for joining us from your living rooms this morning. I ask that wherever you're at, you would take a second and ask God to just invade your space with his presence. Lord, we invite you this morning that you would move in our hearts in our lives, God. We worship you with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our strength. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name this morning. Amen.
There's a story that I think about when I hear a song like that, and I always think about Daniel. Now, not the kids' church Daniel, you know, with the little sweet lions that he's petting. Like, I see it in the the kids' picture book, and that's what I imagine. But the truth is, Daniel couldn't fight for himself. we find ourselves in a situation where we literally cannot fight for ourselves. The battle is not in our hands, but it's never out of his. Because when he is a part of your story, things change. Things can be turned that quick when God is a part of your story. So Lord, this morning we ask, that you would move in our lives. Not our as in the church in general, God, but personally in this moment, God, that you would change our life, my life, God. That you would move in my heart this morning, that you would fight for 
for me, God, and that I could stand on the promises in your word, knowing that I have victory in you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we worship you.
that we get to be in your presence. Whether it's in a church building, God, or in our living room. Lord, I'm thankful that we can lift our lives to you every single day. And you meet us, Lord, right where we are. Lord, we love you. We thank you and ask that you will be with us, Lord. The rest of this day, the rest of this week, God, that your favor, God, and all of your hope and joy would be present in our lives every single step. Lord, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' holy name. And we all said together, Here's what's going on this week at City Church. Cycle one is complete, so all of our city groups will be on break until May. Video lessons for our Kid City and Alive group are available now. relentless students, there'll be a video drop tonight at 6 p.m. If you're new to City Church, we still want to connect with you, even if it's just digitally. Comment below or send us a message if you're new. We are City Church. Well, good morning, City Church. We just want to say a quick word about giving. Firstly, thank you. Thank you so much to each and every person who's continued to give faithfully of their tithe and of their offering during this uncertain time. Whether you continually give through our digital means online or you're giving in person. We've had many of you come by the church building. Even though the building itself is empty, you're dropping your tithe and you're offering in our outdoor drop box area. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, it's been one of our favorite things to see that even in times where things are uncertain or things are, you know, we're just not sure what's going on, you continue to give faithfully. If you uh, want to be a part of that, if you want to keep going and keep giving, then you can do that as well. There'll be instructions here in just a second on how to give uh, digitally, how to give online if you want to do that. Or if you'd like to and get out of the house, if you can do that with all the restrictions and stuff like that going on, come by the church building on our Student Life Center. There's an exterior door with a big red sign that says mail drop box. You can drop it in there and we'll take care of that for you. But thank you so much for those of you that continually give and that are getting ready to start giving. We appreciate that. Um, we know that financially things are, are a little bit tricky right now, um, but it's your giving, it's your faithfulness that keeps this place going, that keeps us um, you know, being able to reach out to you with content and keep connected. And uh, we just are thankful that you are obedient to what God is saying, that you continue to worship God with your tithes and your offering, things like that, and that you just continue to be a part of City Church, however and wherever you are. Thanks for doing that. We appreciate that. Let's keep going with our service this morning. this question of fear. We're all afraid of it. And there are things in relationship to this fear that you and I have to recognize. That if you trust in God and let Him be your guide and strength, you won't have that fear. And your fear is in relationship to your trust. As your faith in God gets stronger, your fear dissipates. And as your faith in God gets weaker, your fear arises. You want to have fear dissipated and removed? 
then you rise up and hold up the name of the living God and look to him to undertake for you, and he will. It's our faith that brings victory. It's our faith that casts out fear and enables us to put our trust in the blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will worship the man of Galilee who went to a cross 2,000 years ago, and no one can take his place. No one will intercede or interfere. We will not permit it. So it is we have faith without fear. Welcome back to the sanctuary here at City Church. Looking through the different Facebook messages that have been going on on our feed, I can tell that the presence of God was as real in your home or wherever you're watching this at, just like it was here. It's good to see all you guys, Vino, everybody that's online watching. Hey, Teresa. Bobby, I saw your post on Facebook the other day. Thanks for watching, by the way, man. If you have power, thank alignment. So I saw that on Facebook, and as Stacy and I were driving in this morning, man, it was a mess out there. And so I just thought, you know, Bobby's got this thing, Hannah, we're going to have power. So thank you, man, for making sure we have power. And, uh, but I was also thinking this, um, you may have heard me say this before, guys, but pastors are in this, like, really major predicament on Sunday mornings, and that is we cannot stand when it's storming and raining outside because people stay home. And on the other end of the scale, we can't stand when it's a beautiful sunny day because people go to the park. But as Stacy and I were driving in this morning, I just thought to myself, self, let it rain. It is not going to affect the attendance in the sanctuary today. So I am set free. So, but thank you guys for watching. So many of you guys, lots of people. And so wherever you're watching from, I just, uh, hey, Esmeralda, I hope you are doing good. Uh, can't wait to see you back up in, the, in the, uh, the bird's nest up there running the words for us. And again, Jerry, it's good to see you. But listen, right where you are, we're going to get into the word. And I just want you to prepare your hearts, and I want you to let God speak to you in a powerful way today. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, but also along with the teaching, I want to encourage you from the word uh, right where you are in your life. So let me pray. And then we're going to get right into the word today. So right where you are, I want you to just bow your heads and let's invite the Lord into this part of the, the, the service through his word. Father, thank you for today. We love you and we praise you. We thank you for just using this time, Lord, even though we're physically separated. We're not spiritually separated. We are connected through you. And Lord, you are using what we have to work with. So thank you for using this time and speaking to all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, Patricia, it is good to see you online watching us today. So listen, over the course of our Christian life, Stacy and I, over the last 31 years or so, uh, we've been through some really tough times. We have experienced some very, very challenging situations in our life, situations where it didn't look like there was a way out where it looked like God had actually left the scene. We're like, where are you in this, Lord? It looked like we were sunk. We were at the end of our rope, and we couldn't hang on anymore. There was times when there's been so much pressure on our life and tension that I wasn't sure we could handle it. 
And you know what? The truth about those times are they are not fun. They are not fun at all. And right now, guys, we are in one of those times. This COVID-19 thing has been a real challenge. It is throwing stuff at us that we have never seen before. We are completely uncharted territory. But I want you to know that even though it's affecting us on a lot of different levels, there is something that Stacy and I, and I'm sure you have in your life too if you look back over it, there's something that we have discovered over and over and over again that I don't want us to forget in the middle of all of this. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. What we have discovered that is that no matter what you're experiencing, how it's affecting you, whether it's on a, an emotional level, a physical level, a, a spiritual level, however this thing is attacking you, that if you will trust the Lord, if you will believe his word, and if you will hold on to him in the middle of this, here's what you and I are going to discover once again, and this is what I want to talk to you about, and that is that our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. I want you to know that today. I want you to know that he is faithful to himself. He is faithful to his word. And he is faithful to you. He is faithful to you. And understanding that is so important in our Christian walk. Understanding the faithfulness of God. In fact, Paul tells us it's so important. And he says it like this. He says it in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Let me just pause there for just a second. The reason why he says hold fast to it is because sometimes things that you go through in life, it can steal your hope. And you've got to hold fast to it. You've got to hold on to it because it will try to rip it out of you. So you've got to hold fast to that without wavering. Without wavering. Why? For he who promised is faithful. Understanding the faithfulness of God in times like this is so vitally important for us because you know what it does? It keeps us from wavering. It keeps us from giving up. It keeps us from giving in. Knowing that God is faithful and that he will hold you steady during this storm. And this is why, because knowing the faithfulness of God is what keeps, listen to me, is what keeps your faith up against the problem. Understanding the faithfulness of God is what keeps your faith, what you believe, up against the problem. Here's another reason why. Because real faith, the kind we need right now, the kind that pleases God, the kind that puts you over, the kind that, that gets you through, that type of faith is built upon two spiritual truths. It's built on two, like I, I call them, spiritual components. Real faith is built upon, number one, what God has said. His promises. The second thing that real faith is built upon is this. The faithfulness of God to that promise. And you have to have both of them for your faith to work. See, the truth is that we can believe what God says in his word, but if we don't know the faithfulness of God that backs up that word, that has the power and the ability to bring that word to pass in our life, we're really, really going to struggle when our faith gets challenged. In fact, I would just be, go as far as to say that many times when we're struggling, it's really not 
a struggle of what we believe as far as the word is. We struggle in the faithfulness of God to bring his word to pass. And that's important for us to understand. That's why I want to talk to you about the faithfulness of God today. What does it mean to be faithful? Here's what I just, very simple definition of the faithfulness of God. It just simply means is what he says is what he does. What God says is exactly what he's going to do. There is no gap between the two of those things. See, sometimes, you know, in our life, we'll say one thing and we'll do something else. And there's a gap between those two things. But with our Heavenly Father, there's no gap between what he says and what he's going to do. It is so important for us to understand that, that every single promise that our Heavenly Father has given to us in His Word, it's not just something He has said that He wants us to believe. It is also something that His faithfulness will bring to pass if you will hold on to it. In fact, Numbers chapter 23 says it like this. Notice what it says. God is not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of Man that He should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? I want you to notice that that when you look at that passage, what you see is the two characteristics. You see that your heavenly Father says some stuff, but he's also going to do the same thing that he said. That God is faithful. He is faithful to his word. If he says it, he's going to do it. If he made a promise to you, he's going to do it. He is not going to fail you when you have your promise Or his promise that you're standing on. Those two components. Believing the word of God. And believing the faithfulness of God. That supports that word. Is what gives you real faith. It's what gives you strong faith. It is what will put you over. When the pressure is trying to put you under. And that's important. Because I know that right now. A lot of us are dealing with a lot of stuff. On a lot of different levels. Over the last week, I've been praying with people and communicating with people that are dealing with marital issues because of all the stress, family issues because we're all in the same house, financial issues, people that are dealing with panic attacks because of an uncertain future, so to speak, emotional stress, COVID-19, and the effect it has had on us is fighting against us on every level of our life. And we need to fight back. You need to fight back. Don't give in. Fight back. How? With the promises of God and the faithfulness of God to bring those promises to pass. In fact, Paul told Timothy this in the middle of a very, very challenging situation when when actually Timothy wanted to give in. He said this to him. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul said this about his life not long before he was fixing to head to heaven as he reflected back on his relationship with God and all the different things that that God had brought him through when he thought it was over from the natural. He said this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Can I just encourage you today, City Church, keep the faith. Fight the good fight of faith in the middle of this thing. Fight the good fight of faith. What is the good fight? It's one you win. The good fight is one that you win. And I want you to know this morning that that's God's plan for every single one of us is to fight the good fight of faith and to be winners on the other side of this. I hope you believe that this morning. God wants you 
to win. He wants you to come out. He wants you to fight the good fight of faith. So no matter what COVID-19 is throwing at you, no matter how it's affecting you, you put what you believe up against the promise, and then you let the faithfulness of God support that promise so that it doesn't, so it'll come to pass exactly the way your Heavenly Father spoke it to you. And so here's what I want to do. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you, a couple of promises with you. And the reality is, and I know I say this to you all the time, and if I lie when I say it, I apologize. I really actually mean it when I say it. I'm not going to keep you long this morning. I'm going to do my best not to. But I want to share with you a couple of promises that God gives to you and I personally. I want you to receive them personally from him today. That his faithfulness is going to bring to pass exactly the way he said it. I want you to get these deep down inside you this morning. I want you to get them deep in your heart. I want you to get them in your mind. I want you to let them affect your emotions. I want, to let, I want you to let them build your faith, build your hope. I want you to let them control your thinking. Just get engulfed in these promises this morning. Here they are. God has said this to every one of us in the middle of this problem that COVID-19 is throwing at us. I will hold you up in this. God says, I will hold you up in this. That is his promise to you. You might not feel like it, but you're not going under. I'm not going under. We are not going under. That is not happening. God is holding us up in the middle of this thing in the name of Jesus. And you need to fight the good fight of faith with that promise and with the faithfulness of God that will support that promise and it will bring it to pass. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 through 3, I want you to read this with me. Isaiah the prophet said this, But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Look at the next verse. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Why? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That is God's promise to every single one of us we are not going under. He is going to support us. He is going to hold us up because you are his. You belong to him. He didn't bring you this far to let you sink. And I know that we may be experiencing a lot of stuff, but it does not matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what, it, how, what we're experiencing. It doesn't matter how tough it is. And I know that in some levels that it is. You are not going to sink. Your heavenly father is going to hold you up and you need to believe that. Why? Because he has you in his hand. Because you're his. And God takes care of his own. You need to believe that. Stacy and I have been through some very challenging times in our life that were so tough. And I just want to share with you the prayer that I have prayed many, many times in the midst of those hard times. Are you ready? This is my actual prayer. God, this thing is so tough, and I feel like I'm drowning, but I'm holding on to you so tight that if I go down, I'm taking you with me. 
That's exactly my prayer. And I know that, that when I speak that and I speak it with faith, and it's, that I, I just sense the whisper of the Spirit of God on the inside of me. I just sense the, the smile of the Lord that just says, that's what I'm looking for. That's the kind of faith that I'm, that I'm looking for. Somebody that will grab a hold of me and not let go. Can I just tell you, you are not going under no matter what this thing is throwing at you because your God has said you're not. And his faithfulness is going to make sure that that happens. In fact, right there where you are, I want you to say this out loud with me. Are you ready? Say this. Say, I am not going under. In case some of you felt a little strange saying that in your, in your living room, say it again. Say, I am not going under. You're not. Because you have his promise and his faithfulness to support that promise. I'll never forget, and I've shared this with you before, that when Josh was maybe two or, or three years old, we were in a swimming pool, and I was holding him, and uh, we were in the shallow end, and he was playing, and he was having fun, and just like a little kid would be doing, and I started walking from the shallow end to the deep end, and when he recognized that we were going into the deep end, he kind of started holding on to me and clinging uh, more than he had been, and he began to say, Daddy, don't. Daddy, I'm scared. Daddy, it's deep. Daddy, it's over my head. Go back to the shallow, Daddy. And when I realized how nervous he was actually getting, I turned around and I walked back to the shallow end of the pool. You know what Josh didn't understand at that point in his life? That it was over his head in the shallow end, too. That if I would have let him go in the shallow end, it would have been just as bad as if I'd have let him go in the steep end. Can I just tell you and just remind you that maybe you've never thought about this before, but the reality is even before COVID-19 hit us, we were all already in over our head. That God was holding you up then, and the same God that was holding you up then is the same God that's going to hold you up now. The same God that we were worshiping in this sanctuary then is the same God that we can worship in our living room today. The same God that held you up when it was over your head and maybe you didn't even realize it is the same God that's holding you up today. I wasn't about to let Josh sink. And your heavenly father is not going to let you sink either. He's holding you up. He's got you. And I just want to encourage you today to believe that you can trust him you can trust his promise and you can trust his faithfulness to make his promise good in fact one more time i want you to repeat this after me say i will not sink god is holding me up do you believe that this morning don't look around don't listen to your emotions don't let your feelings tell you whether that's true or not You've got the word of God that tells you that's true. And you have the faithfulness of God that backs that word up that tells you that tr that's true. So let's believe that this morning. When God knew that we would be experiencing tough and challenging times in our life, one more promise before we move on. He said this, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. The word dismayed there means to be broken down with confusion because you can't figure everything out. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you 
with my righteous right hand. God's got you guys. It doesn't matter what's going on. God has you. Here's the second promise that you and I can grab a hold of in the middle of this is not only is God going to hold you up, God's going to get you through. Holding you up is one thing. Getting you through is another level. God is going to get you through. Get that deep down on the inside of you. It's so important for us to understand God didn't bring you this far to just let you flounder for the rest of the way. He's going to get you and I both on the other side of this thing. In fact, in Luke chapter 8, Jesus is about to teach his disciples some, some life lessons uh, that we can learn a lot by. In fact, we can, we can learn from some of their mistakes so that we don't make them. Jesus is about to teach on these lessons. And here's the story in Luke chapter 8. I want you to read this with me. It says, Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. I want you to notice this, verse 25. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. I want you to notice as we just kind of walk through this thing very briefly, first of all, that the one thing that, that the Bible says is that what they were going through, it was real. It was real. And the Bible calls it real. The Bible says that their boat, it was filling with water, and that they were literally in jeopardy. Let me just remind you that faith is not ignoring the problem. Faith is not acting like it's not real. No, faith is evaluating the problem. And then once you discover what the problem is, it is looking that problem straight in the eye and letting it know that it's not going to win. It is confronting it head on. And this COVID-19 thing, it is real. And you might feel like you're in jeopardy this morning. But listen, your faith in a faithful God and his promise is more real. And his promise is this. You're going to the other side. So here's the big life lesson that Jesus was, was teaching them that they actually missed. But you and I can learn from. And that is, what was he doing in the middle of the storm? He was sleeping. He was out like a light. He was sleeping. He was trying to teach them and to teach you and I that no matter how big the storm is, you can rest. That there is a rest for the people of God in the middle of the storm. Let me just remind you this morning, City Church, let me remind every person that is watching right now that you are God's people. And because we are God's people, we don't fear anything. We don't fear anything. We don't worry about anything. We are not intimidated by anything. COVID-19 does not rule our life. Jesus does. We don't fear things. 
So in the middle of this, because that's who we are, because we have his promises, that he's going to hold us up and that he's going to get us through, guess what we can do? We can do the same thing that Jesus did in the middle of that storm. We can rest. We can be at peace knowing that he's going to get us through. See, here's what we need to realize, how the enemy takes these things and uses them against us. Fear and worry will keep you tethered to the problem. Fear and worry will keep you connected to the problem and it will dominate you. But faith and the faithfulness of God will give you a vision for the other side. It will give you hope that you're going to go to the other side. Fight the good fight of faith. And no matter what rises up against you that tells you you're not going to get to the other side, I want you to rise up in the promise of God that he's going to hold you up. Rise up in the promise of God that he's going to get you through. And I want you to look that storm right in the middle of the eye. I don't care what storm it is, if it's spiritual, if it's financial, if it's uh, uh, relational, no matter what it is, and you tell it it's not going to win. In fact, right where you are right now in your living room, I want you to repeat after me. Say this. Say, God will get me to the other side. I want you to believe that. And I want you to do just like Jesus was doing in the middle of that storm. And I want you to rest. I want you to be at peace in the midst of the turmoil. How do we do that? Well, very simply, we do just the opposite of what the disciples did in the story. Because, see, the disciples, they didn't learn the lesson. And we can learn from their mistakes. Because, see, what they did is they forgot a couple of things. So let me show you what they forgot so you and I, so we don't forget them. The one thing that they forgot right off the bat was this. They forgot what he said. They forgot completely what Jesus told them before they launched out from the shore. He said this to them. He said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And you know what? That right there was not conditional. That promise was not based upon whether the weather was going to allow them. That promise was not based upon, you know, whether or not the storm was going to stop them. No, that's what he said. We're going to the other side. And they literally, they forgot it. You know why? Because they allowed the storm to be a louder voice to their life than the voice of Jesus. They forgot that he told them they were going to go to the other side. Can I just encourage you this morning? Don't forget what God has said to you. Don't forget he's going to hold you up. Don't forget he is getting you to the other side. Here's something else they they forgot in the middle of the storm. And that is this. They forgot who he was. They literally, they had Jesus, the Son of God, in the boat with them. And look what they said. I'm going to give you Mark's version of it because it adds a little bit to it. It says this. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Do you not care that we are perishing? Can you believe that just because a storm showed up in their life, they begin to doubt whether Jesus cared about them? Wow, they were letting the storm be a louder voice. And they forgot who Jesus was. And they were, they forgot And they were consumed with the fact that he didn't even care about them or he would be doing something about this. Can I just encourage you this morning? Don't forget who he is. 
He's the same God that we worshiped together in this sanctuary a couple, you know, a month or so ago. He loved you then. He loves you now. He was taking care of you then. He's taking care of you now. He was on your side then. He's on your side now. He was for you then. He is for you now. Don't forget who's in the boat with you. They did. We're not going to do that. In fact, 1 John says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. Can I just encourage you this morning, City Church? Let the fact that God loves you and cares about you drive all the fear of this thing out of your life. They forgot who he was. We're not going to. We're not going to question God's love and care for us. We know that he loves us and we know that he's taking care of us and he's going to hold us up. And he's going to bring us through. Here's something else that they, they forgot. They forgot his power. They forgot his power. Look at how they respond. They had, listen, they had the Son of God, Jesus, the one that they had seen do multiple miracles. Look at what they said. And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water they obey him they forgot that the son of God was in the boat with them and that he had more power than that storm could even think about throwing at them and let me just say this to you Jesus was in the boat with them and his power was available to them then and Jesus is in your life now and his power is available to you now and COVID-19 doesn't have anything on the power of God and it is available to you. Let's don't forget who's in the boat with us. Let's don't forget what he said to us. Let's don't forget that he is going to get us to the other side. Let's don't forget that he's going to hold us up. And that God is far more powerful than all of this. Look at this passage. We know this passage by heart. David said this when he was reflecting back over his life and all the valleys and the challenges that he faced in his walk with God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Why does he not fear? Because he knows God is with him. He knows that God is with him. He knows that God, his rod and his staff, that they comfort him. That's the symbolic of the power of the Holy Spirit. Anything that God is sharing with, with, with his people through his word, in times of challenges, in times of adverse circumstances, it's always about taking us through. He's going to get you through this thing. How do you know? Because we have his word. Because we have his faithfulness that backs up his word. Because we have his power that is available to us in the middle of this. The disciples had him in their boat. You have him in your life. Don't forget his ability to operate on your behalf. You're not going under. He's going to bring you through. How about this one? Not only is he going to do those two things for us, how about this? And this is a challenge one. I will make you stronger because of this. That's God's promise to you. That he will make you stronger because of this. 
God didn't cause this. This didn't come out of the kingdom of heaven. But he's going to use it. And he's going to make it wish it never showed up in our life. In fact, here is the promise. And this one's tough on our flesh. And we probably don't have this, you know, put on our refrigerator at home. But it, nevertheless, it is a truth. And it's really the only way we can correctly observe things like this. Peter said it like this. But may the God of all grace. Remember, grace is God's ability to work in you that gives you the ability to do what you can't do in your own strength. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here's the truth. If we'll walk with God through this valley, and I don't know how much longer we're going to be in it, if we will take advantage of it, you will come out stronger. How do we do that? I've shared this with you before, but I want to keep this in front of you because it's so vitally important to us. In fact, if I could just even go uh, this far and say this, I don't want us to miss the opportunity to grow through this. Your marriage can get stronger through this. Your relationship with God can get stronger your prayer life, your faith, everything about your life can get stronger if you allow God to work in you in the middle of this. So you know what that means? It means that we need to see everything in our life as a spiritual gym. You know, the gyms are not open right now because of the virus. But every time we wake up in the morning, we are stepping into a spiritual gym. And I want to encourage you, start exercising. Exercise your faith in God. Exercise your love towards people. Exercise your hope in the future. Exercise our, your patience under pressure. Right now, don't go with the flow. I want you to fight against the current of COVID-19, swim upstream, and you will be glad you did when we get on the other side of this. Because every spiritual aspect and strength that you push against this thing is going to bring growth and strength to your life spiritually. And God says, if you'll operate that way, I will make you stronger. I don't like this. But the Bible said this. It says, after you've suffered for a while. I'm suffering right now. You're suffering right now because of the things that we're dealing with. Because this stuff is hard on our flesh. And that suffering comes from you and I pushing against the pressure of COVID-19. Pushing against the news reports. Pushing against all the negative that is trying to get into us. Fighting off fear, fighting off worry, standing against concern, standing against doubt, and not letting it get in you. We may be in the middle of COVID-19, but we're not going to let the effects of COVID-19 get on the inside of us. And yes, it's tough on the flesh, 
To push against this thing in the name of Jesus. To stand on the word of God when backing off and getting in bed and covering your head with the pillow is so much easier. But we don't do that because we're the people of God. We fight the good fight of faith. We stand on the promises of God. We stand in the faithfulness of God. We're not going under. We're going over. We're going to the other side. And we're going to be stronger in the name of Jesus when we get there. In fact, Peter said this. That if we will fight the good fight of faith during this suffering, that God's going to perfect you. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you. And he's going to settle you. You know what I'm believing? I'm believing that as we walk by faith in this thing, as we stand on the promises of God and don't let all the tension and the pressures and the problems get in us, we're not even going to recognize ourselves when we come out. We're going to be so much stronger our relationship with God is going to be better James says it like this my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials well you know what we have fallen in one we didn't jump we fell right in the middle of this thing and he says count it all joy he didn't say it was he said he said just count it all joy knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience But let patience, remember what patience is, City Church. Patience is the quality that refuses to surrender or lie down under trial. Let that have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James is telling us the same thing that Peter was telling us, that we can grow stronger in the middle of this thing if we will fight the good fight of faith And not let it control us. As I close. In Matthew chapter 14. You read the story of Peter and the other disciples. When they were on the boat. And the water. And Jesus comes walking to them on the water. And Peter looks out there. And he sees Jesus. And being the adventurous person he he is. He says hey Jesus if that's you. Let me come out there and walk on the water with you. Just give me the word and I'm out of here. I'm out there on the water. I know it's comfortable in this boat. But I want to come out there and walk with you, Jesus. And what did Jesus say? He said, come on, Peter. Come on. And we know the story is that Peter got out of the boat. He got on the water. And he started walking on the water. And I'm sure all the other disciples were sitting back. And they were wishing they had the same faith that Peter did. But he was walking on the water. And we know the story that a big storm blew up. And the Bible tells us that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus. And he put them on the storm. And when he put him on the storm, what happened? His faith began to wane, and he began to sink. And when that happened, Jesus reached out his hand to help him. And he raised him up, and got him back on the water. And obviously, he had to walk on the water to get back to the boat. Here's what I want you to know today. I know this has been a tough thing, and I don't know how much longer we're going to be in it. But if you feel like you're sinking, if you feel like you're not going to go to the other side, if you don't feel like you're getting stronger in the middle of this, all of that is available to us. And just like Peter, reached, uh, Jesus reached his hand out to Peter to lift him up, Jesus has his hands reached out to you today, stretched out, saying, come on, son. Come on, daughter. I'm going to walk with you through this thing. Don't let this thing get down on the inside of us. Here's the one mistake that Peter made. 
And I don't want us to make it. The mistake that he made was that he thought that he was walking on the water. He thought it was the water that was supporting him. So when the water got messed up and the storm blew up, that really freaked him out. But the truth is this. He wasn't walking on the water. He wasn't standing on the water. He was standing on the word of Jesus that said, come. We're standing on God's word today. It doesn't matter what the water of COVID-19 is doing. The truth for all of us is this. You're not going under. God is going to get you to the other side. And we are going to be stronger when we get there. Because we're not going to let this thing get in us. And we're going to fight the good fight of faith. I know this is a crisis. But let's put Christ in the middle of this crisis. And watch what he can do in all of our lives. I want you to bow your heads right where you are. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to continue to have church and that you're bridging the gap and you're still using this situation and people's lives are being ministered to. And I pray this morning, Father, that if there's anyone out there listening to my voice that don't know you, that they don't have the confidence of having an internal relationship with you, that right now that you minister to their heart. And so no matter where you are this morning, if you've listened to this or maybe you're listening to it after it goes online as a recording, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior right here, right now, I want you to get him in your boat. Get him in your life. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And if you pray it for the first time this morning, I want you to send me a Facebook message. We have lots of people that have given their hearts to the Lord through these. Send me a Facebook message. Send one to, to City Church or however you're connecting with us. We'll get back with you. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, right here, right now, from this moment on, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. You died for me. I will live for you. You were raised from the dead. Therefore, I will live forever. I believe that with my whole heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, send us a note, send us a Facebook message, do something to connect with us, and we will get back with you. City Church, I want you to know that Stacy and I, we love you. We're praying for you constantly. God's got you. He's going to get us through, and we're going to be better on the other side that's who we are. We're praying for you. We'll stay connected with you through the week. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. We love you. We'll see you soon.